Hi, everyone. You're listening to Who I Met Today, and I'm your host, Pam Lamp. I'm all about doing one tiny new thing every single day. And on this podcast, I invite you to come along with me and discover something new through conversations with people from all walks of life. I hope you enjoy listening to these interviews and exploring new territory with me. For more people stories and episodes, please visit my website, whoimettoday.com. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and my guest today is Jen Lofgren. Jen is on the national staff of Casting for Recovery, an organization I cannot wait to share with all of you. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Jen, how are you today? I'm doing great, Pam. How about you? I'm well, thank you, and thanks so much for being here. Some listeners may remember an article on my blog a few years ago featuring you and Casting for Recovery. We talked back in 2018 about this nonprofit, which I was not familiar with at the time. I now love the organization, its mission, everything it does, and I want to make sure everyone else knows about it, too. So, for starters, can you tell listeners a little bit about Casting for Recovery? So, Casting for Recovery is a nationwide nonprofit that provides free two-and-a-half-day fly fishing retreats for women with breast cancer in any age, any stage of treatment and recovery. And these retreats are all across the country, correct? Correct. What is your role with the organization, Jen? I am a regional program manager, so I work with all the programs in the Western United States just to help support them and to help put on retreats in the West. Well, I like the story of how the organization first got started back in 1996, and I'm going to put you on the spot here. Do you mind sharing that history with us? No, it's a great story, actually. Um, A reconstructive breast surgeon was friends with a fly fishing guide, and she said to her guide friend, show me what this fly fishing business is all about. So they went out on the river, and during the course of their time on the water, the surgeon realized that that gentle casting motion would be really beneficial for her patients who'd had surgery or radiation as a part of their breast cancer treatment. And of course, that would help increase mobility in the arm and upper body and the emotional benefits, of course, of being in nature and and sharing the experience with other women who are walking a similar path is powerful medicine. Well, and before we get into the retreats and what goes on there, let's talk a little bit about your background. How long have you been fly fishing? Oh, my goodness. I would say at this juncture, about a little over 30 years. And if I remember correctly, from the last time we spoke, you were in the management training program back in its early days at Orvis. Correct. And helped rebrand their fishing clothing for women. Yeah, that was a really fun thing I got to be a part of. We realized that the men's and women's clothing lines really didn't align. We could have a mannequin standing next to uh, a male mannequin, a female mannequin, and the and the clothing just didn't really jive. And that coupled with the fact that for many years, and certainly when I first started fly fishing, all of the gear that we wore would be men's year. So um, the technical types of sun shirts and pants and and then, of course, waders and boots and all that. So it was a really fun thing to be a part of, to be able to um, couple my love of the sport with getting some more 
technical pieces of gear for women available for the sport. And attractive pieces, too. Exactly. Now, while you were working at Orvis, you also guided and instructed and volunteered with Casting for Recovery. That's right. I did. I've just been really lucky to have the doors open for me, having been introduced to Casting for Recovery through Orvis, my work at Orvis. That's sort of how I came to know the organization. And I've just always really loved sharing my passion for fly fishing in the outdoors with other people, and particularly women. It's nice to share the space with women and help build their confidence to get out there and enjoy it on their own. Well, unfortunately, I think almost every one of us has been touched by breast cancer, either individually or a friend or a wife or a sister or a mother. It's rampant, as we know. And I can't think of anything nicer than taking a break from your breast cancer diagnosis and going away with other women on a two and a half day retreat, absolutely free, and learning a new skill. I just think the mission of Casting for Recovery is a wonderful one. So let's dive into that a little bit. You sign up for a retreat. I know you said they're located nationwide, but it is a lottery system. How does that work, Jen? So if a person goes to our website, we have a section at the top called retreats, and they can just click on a drop-down bar at castingforrecovery.org, find a retreat, and we ask that women apply to the retreat that is nearest to where they live. We do have a couple of states that don't have programs, but the women are welcome to attend the program nearest to where they live. So they complete an online application, and there is a random selection process. And I will say that for every one woman we serve, we turn three away. So there is definitely more need than there is ability to serve women at this point. But we encourage women to reapply. And then 14 women are selected. And that's the size of a standard retreat. And then for the metastatic retreat, which is a stage four retreat, we serve 10 women at each retreat. Before we move on, can you tell us what the stage four retreat or the metastatic retreat is, please? Yes. So metastatic means that the breast cancer has moved into another place in the body. And so there is not a cure for this cancer. So in 2016, we recognized that the needs of women with stage four diagnosis are different than our traditional retreats. So we launched a stage four retreat in 2016 in Texas, and in 2023, we'll host four of those specialty retreats across the country. And this is 100% volunteer staffed. Is that correct? That is correct. We have over 1,800 volunteers across the country, which include oncology, medical professionals, as well as psychosocial professionals and fishing guides that give up a day of their guide season. So we have a lot of wonderful people giving back to this organization. And that's what gives us wings. That's what makes the work we do possible. My son in Colorado is a big fly fisherman, and he has a few friends that volunteer with Casting for Recovery. And they've told him it's just a wonderful experience. I hear that. 
we hear from a lot of the guides that it's the most meaningful day they spend on the water all year. So that makes me feel really good. So let's say that a lucky woman is accepted into a retreat and she arrives for the two and a half day experience. Is it a camp? Is it a lodge? Give listeners an overview of what to expect over the course of the retreat. Oh, absolutely. The neat thing about having retreats all over the country is it really does run the gamut where these retreats are held. But regardless, it's the same experience. The women show up on a Friday afternoon. They're generally welcomed by getting right into the fly fishing element of the weekend. We usually have them try on waders and boots right off the bat. That tends to be a good little icebreaker. <laughs> Take a picture with a stuffed trout and get silly with it. So that's a lot of fun. And then we get a little gathering in the evening, have dinner and get to know each other a little bit. And then Saturday morning, we jump right in and start teaching them the basics of fly fishing. So we go over knots and rigging and equipment overview, and then we'll get them outside to practice casting and just give them the lay of the land with waders and boots and what does what and rods and reels and flies. And we'll even do a little entomology segment so they have an idea about why we are fishing with the flies we're fishing and what they're meant to imitate on the water. The food is generally fabulous, and I don't know about you, but I rarely eat three squares a day, but I have no trouble doing it when someone's doing it cooking for me. So the women are really treated to a wonderful experience in that regard, too. And I think for so many of us, we just aren't accustomed to having people take care of us in that way. So it's a really nice element to the weekend as well. And then on the Saturday evening of the retreat, we do have a wellness session with our medical and psychosocial professionals. So the women have an opportunity to discuss things openly with each other, ask questions that they might not feel comfortable asking their own oncologist. So that's a really powerful part of the weekend as well. And then on the Sunday morning, the guides show up and each woman is paired with a guide of her own to go out and experience fly fishing on the water for four hours, be it a pond or a stream or a river. We actually have a program that fishes by boats, some fish for salmon, some fish for warm water species, many of them fish for trout. Then we have a little lunch and a graduation ceremony, and the women are on their way. But what transpires in two and a half days is just magical. It truly is so beautiful to be a part of, and I feel really fortunate to be able to do what I do. What are the accommodations? So we have cabins in some locations. We have big lodges that house multiple people. The women do generally share a living space, a bedroom or a lodge room. And that's a wonderful way for the women to get to know one another throughout the weekend. And it's just, it is sort of like you asked, is it a adult camp or summer camp? It, it can have that feel to it. I think it's, uh, first of all, I always say, I think it's the bravest thing in the world when a woman who's already going through something really scary in her life with a breast cancer diagnosis decides to take a chance on the unknown and apply for this retreat, knowing she's likely not going to know another person. 
She's going to have to share a space with somebody she doesn't know and walk into a room where she doesn't know anyone. And yet all of these women are so brave and they show up and they do it and they have the time of their lives. So it's just really lovely to be a part of. Well, everything for one wonderful weekend is totally taken care of. Exactly. How do you fund the program? So all of our programs are self-sufficient. They raise their own money throughout the year doing various speaking engagements or participating in a fundraiser, putting on a fundraiser. So there's lots of different ways that programs go about doing that, applying for grants, things like that. But um, yes, all self-funded. And I want to just elaborate on the point that most women who've attended these retreats have never touched a fly rod. So no experience necessary. You said that part of the program includes chatting with medical staff and talking about resources. And I'd like you to share, if you don't mind, the story that you told me back in 2018 about the Alaska retreat that you attended that was in a very remote location and the women had to go into Seattle for their treatment at that time. Yes. So Alaska is one of the more unique programs that we have. We had a program in Ketchikan, which if you've spent any time in Alaska, you know that to get anywhere is a chore. It's generally planes, trains, ferries, and automobiles to get anywhere. So it's expensive and timely and and remote, even in areas that are pretty, by Alaska standards, well populated. But this particular area of Alaska, resources in terms of medical facilities and support groups are few and far between. So for many of the women who receive a diagnosis and need to seek treatment, they have to travel quite a ways to get their treatment done. And when we hosted this retreat in 2018 in Ketchikan, we just were blown away by how hungry the participants were for literature and resources and information they just didn't have access to. So that was really powerful. To that end, we continue to try to reach more women everywhere, but particularly in Alaska, because we see that there's great need there. And we'd also like to try to put on a retreat for Alaska natives for that population, because we know there are a lot of underserved communities in breast cancer, Black women in particular, and certainly Indigenous people have a tendency to have not as great of access to resources as other folks. So, Mm -hmm. I know that you need a slew of volunteers to keep these programs running. I'm sure you need photographers and chefs and guides and greeters and volunteers with skills of every sort. If someone listening were interested in volunteering in their area, how would they go about applying for that? That's a great question. And you're absolutely right. There are many ways to give back. You mentioned a lot of great ideas and tying flies is also something that we have a lot of folks do for us, which is great. If you go to our website again, castingforrecovery.org, there is 
ways you can help. And there's a volunteer drop down box and you can apply to volunteer on that on our site there. And there's lots of different options to check boxes, such as photographer or outreach or fundraising. So there are lots of ways that you can give back. And we, we're very fortunate to have so many amazing volunteers, but we can always use more. And you don't have to know how to fly fish to volunteer in some capacities. Is that right? That is correct. I think fly fishing is hard. And you so kindly, a few years ago, took my daughter-in-law and me out on the water. That was my inaugural fly fishing excursion. And if there's a kinder, more patient person than you, a kinder, more patient instructor, I'd like to know where. I can only imagine how the women at the retreat enjoy you. How often do you go to retreats and participate, Jen? I try to get to a couple of retreats every month in our retreat season, which runs March to October, November-ish. So a couple of months for sure. And I'm sure you get out on the water and fly fish pretty regularly also. As often as I can. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. In fact, I am headed to Alaska next week to do some pretty remote fishing there. So I'm very excited about that. Is that recreational or work-related? Both. It's going to be a little bit of fun and a little bit of work. So, Well, I hope you have a great trip. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it. Jen, what's your favorite thing about casting for recovery? Oh, the people. I've met some of the most incredible people I could ever hope to encounter in my life through this program, from the volunteers to the participants the staff that I am lucky enough to work with every day, the donors and sponsors that we interact with, the kind people that take the time to tie flies or reach out and tell us some meaningful way that someone in their family has been touched by our program. It truly is the most rewarding thing that I'm fortunate enough to be a part of. Mm -hmm. I always like to ask my guests what one new thing they've done or discovered lately. Do you have something that you're willing to share with us all? I do. I was thinking about this question. It's a great question. And I love that you encourage this to be done and also that you participate in it yourself. It's a great exercise. Never stop growing and learning, right? right? I I was in the Bahamas with a friend. Now it's been about a month ago, but we decided Typically, we would hire a guide when we go and fish in an unknown area, but we decided we would take on the challenge of doing a DIY trip, which for saltwater fishing, for those who may not know, it's just a little bit different than what I traditionally do in Colorado, which is trout fishing. But there's a lot more involved with tides and moons and wind and just all kinds of things you have to factor in that I don't have to think about with trout fishing. So it was a really neat way to explore and and approach the sport in a different way. So that is one of the things I love about fly fishing is that it's an ongoing learning curve. You just never stop learning. So it's another fun element to the sport. Did you have a successful day? We did have a successful day. 
maybe not high numbers, but we sure did learn a lot. And it was a lot of fun. And it wasn't a bad task walking the flats in the Bahamas and crystal blue waters. So we had gorgeous weather and it was beautiful and amazing and really fun. That sounds like it wouldn't be too horrible. What did you say you were fishing for? We were fishing for bonefish. And we also caught a fish that I'd never caught before called a palometa, which was really beautiful. So that was fun. Jen, thanks so much for being here today. I really enjoyed talking with you. I thank you for all the good work that you and Casting for Recovery do for women. Pam, it was my absolute pleasure. It's always so nice to talk to you. I hope to see you in Colorado next time you're here. And that's it for today's show. A huge thank you to Jen for joining me. For more information about Casting for Recovery, please visit their website, castingforrecovery.org. If you enjoyed this episode, and I hope you did, I hope you'll listen to other episodes and spread the word about this new show. A huge thank you to Brian at Top Tier Audio for his advice and guidance. And thanks to you for tuning in. And remember, I'd love to hear from you if you discover a fun new thing. My email is pam at whoimettoday.com.